Hey everyone, welcome back to Capital Chatter. I'm your host, Violet Ravenstow. I'm Hannah Moss. And I'm Emerson Wimsewick. Um, yay, so first Hannah's back. Woo! Um, and then okay, sorry for our absence last week. Like for some reason, like scheduling and everything didn't work out. And it's also partially my fault because I put off doing our notes for so long that then like we ran out of days to do it for. So um that yeah, so that that's partially on me partially on everyone for having busy schedules um but also remember i have to leave a little bit early yes yes just just tell me when and you can go yeah That's fine. yeah um and then also this is going to be the last episode before we discuss mocking j part one so yeah guys we have to talk about if this weekend what time works for people okay, um okay. yeah sunday i whatever we we can do this later but yeah, anyway, yeah. so get excited mocking j part one is at least in my opinion, the worst of all the movies. So, woo! Um, and also, so, Hannah, you haven't been here for such a long time, but we do these, we've been doing, like, polls that our listeners can answer. So mm-hmm. we have the results from our episode 34 poll. Um, the question was, who is your favorite of Katniss's father figures? Um, so in last place was Boggs, second place was Hamish, and first place was Cinna. So, yeah, woo! I feel like that's a pretty accurate representation of my feelings. I feel like Hamish and Cinna like each have their own. Yeah, like, they're all they're both good in a different way. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like I feel like for them, either of them could be first for me. But like Boggs, mm-hmm. I think that she, she's building a relationship with him, but they're not to that point yet. So, yeah. Um, also, this week we're gonna do our um, food segment that we couldn't do last week because of. A reason I don't under- remember, but we didn't do it. So, yeah, chapters 11 and 12, everyone. We're going to start. Also, there's no recipe alerts again this week. But there's going to be, like, a bunch. It's weird. They just all cluster together sometimes. But, all right. Um, Chapter 11. Katniss can't sleep thinking about what Prim said. She talks about a game called Crazy Cat and how it represents her situation. Eventually, she goes to Finnick to talk about it, and he gives her his rope to keep herself distracted. Once the bombs are over, they go to shoot a propo um, to say that Katniss is alive and well. But when they get outside, they see that President Snow has left a bunch of roses on the ground and Katniss has a mental breakdown. They sedate her and when she comes to, Hamish tells her that they have sent out a rescue mission to save PETA and one of the people who volunteered for it is Gail. Mm. Yeah. So first of all, we have Prim's um, big question from last week, which was like, Katniss, what will break you? Um, and I think that her question like way cu- cut Katniss way deeper than like what Prim's intention was. I feel like mm-hmm. she was just trying to like comfort her, but it did not work because now Katniss is like losing her mind. I think it would have been, been better if Prim was just like, oh, Katniss, like Peter doesn't know anything. Like they'll stop torturing him eventually or like something like that. But instead she was like, She'll, they'll do whatever will hurt you the most and now she's like mm-hmm. oh my god so. i don't see i don't think she was trying to be like positive or realistic i think well yeah i don't think she was trying to be like positive or like supportive i think she was trying to be realistic yeah like, okay i could see it in that way too i don't know in my situation i just feel like i think it would have been more helpful for prim to be positive because like I mean, like, okay, so maybe it'll get PETA back, but, like, also now Katniss is, like, experiencing even more mental trauma than she was before. Um, so, yeah. 
but yay prim way to way to really i don't know whatever okay so crazy cat is this game that they play with buttercup um hannah and em you guys both have cats so what i want to hear your thoughts about this this game i don't even know would you play it with your cats do you i don't know um no no i just like talking with my cats all right well like yeah sorry no you go you go it's it's just funny because well my sister will do this thing where she like like for the kitten because uh the the old my, our older cat is grumpy um so with our younger cat she'll just like uh i don't know how to explain it but like um hold him up like so he's kind of on his hind legs and then walk around with him awesome. like that yes. so all right that's a game that counts um i feel like because isn't there the thing that people always do with their cats where like you have the little red like laser thingy mabob Mm-hmm. And then they chase it around. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of like mm-hmm. this, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. So, no. I don't know. I feel like, I don't like, I don't know. I have a dog. His name is Elvis. And, like, whenever my brother and sister, like, play with him and stuff, like, I like it and everything. But, like, I don't know. There's something about, like, playing with them or using them as entertainment that, like, makes me a little, like, uncomfortable because i'm like they're just trying to live their life like stop stop messing with their brains so like yeah okay also because so that this just transitions on to katniss makes the whole metaphor about like how she is buttercup and blah 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 and so then i'm like okay like katniss is obviously experiencing a lot of mental trauma because she can't get to pita and if the red light is like pita in the situation is buttercup experiencing all of that mental trauma because he can't get the red light. I don't know. That I just that just I don't know. I, don't I know, think you're I... thinking too far into this. Violence. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um. Okay. Moving on. So Katniss goes to Finnick for advice instead of Gail, which is a whole thing later on. But um. Well, yeah. I think that's actually like kind of everything. It kind of like shows she's branching out. Yeah, exactly. I think it's good. I like Finnick more than Gail, so Same. I'd rather she become friends with him. Um, and yeah, I just like he's been more trustworthy recently. He and she he can better understand the pain that she's going through because of his whole thing with Annie Cresta. Mm-hmm. Um, versus like on the other hand, like all of Gail's family is here. He doesn't like he has no emotional attachment whatsoever to anyone in the capital. So, like, he doesn't, he can't understand it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. All right. And then I, I like that we get to hear um, Finnick's side of what he saw in the games and, like, understand how Katniss and Peta's relationship, like, looked like to other people. Like, with the whole thing with the CPR and, like, oh, my God. And then Katniss is, like, losing her mind. Um, and I don't know. I think it's nice because we've been living in Katniss's head the entire time, you know? Um, so we, like, can't really visualize what her relationship with Peta might look like to an outsider. Um, Mm -hmm. so, I don't know. I think that's cool. Yeah. I like it. It makes me happy. One second. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we just get to hear Finnick's side of the story, and, I don't know, it seems, 
it's just interesting. Um, yeah. Also, so then they all go and they get their coffee, right? And I just love, like, that they all are, like, freaking out because it's coffee. But, like, compared to how normalized coffee is today, like, how everyone just, like, has their coffee in the morning and that's fine. That's 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 interesting because I actually, like, right before this, I got an email from National Geographic and it had this article linked to it about how, like, uh, gosh, what is it, like, about how climate change is affecting, um, like, coffee supply. Oh. And, like, so, coffee. Like, in a bad way? In a bad way? Yeah, like, in a bad way. Like, basically it's a possibility that we could lose like a lot like there could be like lots of problems with the coffee supply chain because of climate change oh my god okay so maybe that's like what happens to pen m what okay yeah but oh no my mom is just very frustrated about the coffee thing yeah i know (laughs) it's probably fine it's just it's like supply chain stuff like what we've been having for like the entire covid but yeah (laughs) i know i'm keeping that in that's too funny (laughs) but um no but i mean maybe maybe this is like gonna be a big thing now where we are entering pen m guys yeah and then we're gonna split off 13 there's something like 13 districts and then we're gonna but the thing is, DC, but the thing is, we know what's gonna happen. So, That's true. So like well, we we can predict the districts. future. So if there's gonna be thirteen districts, we have to figure out which one we want to cut out, though. Well, we should just cut out thirteen and put all the people we don't like in District Thirteen beforehand. Okay. Okay. Smart. Yeah, and I want to live in dis- and I want to live in the capital. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since we're we're cutting it up, we get to live in the capital. Exactly. All right. Um. Yes. So also, they do a little reminiscing thing because um, Finnick is like, oh, like, want a sugar cube or whatever? And because um, that's like the first thing he says to her. And it just shows how far that they've come as friends, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for that. Yep. No problem. <laughs> um, also, so Gail is now like salty to Katniss about the whole thing where she went to talk to Finnick instead of him. Um, and it just makes me mad because... Usually, like, I would try to understand it from his perspective and be like, oh, like, he's he's just sad because he's losing his best friend. But, like, at this point, like, he hasn't been a great friend. So I think it's good for her to be moving on. He's kind of being toxic. Yeah. And the other thing is that, like, Katniss has to learn that, like, even though you're friends with someone for a long time, doesn't mean they're a good person and you should, like, continue always mm-hmm. being friends with them, you know? So exactly. I think this is good that she's, like, branching out to other people. And the other thing is that, like, Gail, I think, since he expects them to be friends for a long time, and they had that, like, moment where there could have been something, but there never really was, mm-hmm. expects her to, like, always come to him. And yeah. he hasn't even, like, been through the same experiences, so I don't know why he's complaining. Exactly. Like, I feel like this is a situation where, like, he needs to go be... It's weird. Because the thing is, you know that if Gail started making new friends, Katniss would probably be jealous. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, they have a weird like push and pull relationship so also owing alert i know we haven't had many of these but katniss as she mentioned owes Peta for saving prim and gail's life so woo, yeah also 
President Snow sends the roses. And it's just creepy because he knows exactly how to um, push all of Candace's buttons and just emotionally, like, stress her out. And I just feel bad for her because she's been through all this emotion, like, this emotional stress and trauma and it's like it's not stopping anytime soon we keep being like oh like now that you're in district 13 it'll be better and then it's like no like pete is gone and president snow is gonna torture him like you know it just it's like it makes you wonder like will it ever stop or is she just gonna have to be like this forever yeah also, like, President Snow is, like, really good at getting inside, like, people's head. Like, you were saying, like, push the right buttons for Katniss. And with that, like, this is, like, causing her a lot of stress. Also, like, I care to wonder, like, what else is he using this for? Like, you gotta know. Like, you gotta do this before. Mm-hmm. You're just, like, you gotta know what you're doing. Like, who else did you do this to? Yeah, well, actually, that's a really interesting question, because when we read the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, it's all about President Snow, and Mm -hmm. it's going to be great, guys. Like, the backstory is amazing. So, yeah. Um, And then Katniss has her emotional breakdown, and um, I feel like this is definitely, definitely warranted. Um, There's really no way, I don't know what I'm doing, like, the camera team, obviously, like, all of these people, Plutarch, whatever, were like, oh, Katniss, let's go film this. And they obviously, like, had no way to, like, really know all of the stress that she's been going through. But you'd think that, like, they could have guessed. Like, the last time that she saw PETA, the so-called, like, love of her life, he, like, got hit and then he landed on the tile floor and his blood splattered everywhere. So, like, she's obviously not in a good mental state. And now you're going to make her go, like, film some propo that's saying like i am doing well like i am not doing well i am like so yeah just i don't know i i have an issue with it i think that they need to give her a break so and i know war waits for no one or whatever but like (laughs) uh, like, i I, I don't know i just hmm i have like child labor so (laughs) you said that and like I just can't get over how you said it. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said, war waits for no one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> All right. Well, whatever, Hannah. It doesn't wait. It, war waits for no one. Um, and I just think that, like, they need to... Hannah's, like, needs a therapist. So. Yeah. She's not getting the emotional support she needs. And I then Finnick was her therapist. Okay, but like he is not in the mental state to be a therapist. <laughs> None of them for her. are in the mental. <laughs> yeah, like we need some like pure, not capital. Like we need a District Thirteen person who has grown up and lived a sheltered life as like a cattle farmer <laughs> yeah. to be their therapist. Because no, because it's true. Finnick is mentally unstable. <laughs> like Plutarch worked for the capital. Like. Her prep team worked for the Capitol. Gail is, like, a creepy dude. Hamish is, was an alcoholic. Like, I'm sorry, but none of these people are cut out to be therapists. So, I guess Prim. Prim could be her therapist. Yeah, but Prim's just annoying. Prim's not annoying. She is annoying. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, go for like, it, Hannah. Why is she annoying? She okay. Like, why would I want my little sister to be my therapist in the way we're like even even though like she does live like not the best life out there. I mean, she wouldn't understand. So I feel like since she is so young and like wouldn't understand at the same time, she'd just probably say like annoying stuff like, "Oh, Katniss, you're sad." just start drinking alcohol too like i don't know i mean prim is training to be a doctor so like that is true but i don't know if maybe she can give katniss some medication maybe maybe she can prescribe some more stuff for her um anyway yeah Anyway, Haymitch um, comforts Katniss because, like, Katniss is like, oh, like, he's the only one who also, like, really loves PETA. And it just makes me happy that, like, the relationship is sort of back to the normal thing that we enjoy. Because for a while there was, like, a dark period where she wasn't talking to him and whatever. But it's fixed now. And they're going to rescue PETA, guys. You Yay. have to say the part. I totally called it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally called it. I, I theor- in like the second, first or second episode for this book, I totally predicted yeah. that they were going to go rescue Peter. I mean, like, what did you, like, I hate to say it, but this is not like a big cliffhanger in the sense that like, bro, they, they needed to rescue Peter eventually because. Yeah, but also I thought like Katniss was also going to go and I, I th- kind of thought it was going to be like everyone, like. But no, it's yeah. just no. It's just Gale and people. Just Gale. And again, okay, this is like, well, you just made me think of this. All right, so I feel like in the past we've discussed how like Gale's big thing when it comes to like being Katniss's potential romantic partner is his whole thing where he's like, oh, like I'll take care of Prim while you're gone in the Hunger Games. Like I'll t- help you take care of your family. Like that's sort of his job as a protector. And, like, here again, he's trying to do that where he's, like, oh, like, I'll go rescue PETA for you. Yeah, that's what I was literally about to say. Oh, my gosh. I was about to say that because with him rescuing PETA, that could be, like, an attraction for Katniss, like, saying, like, you're, like, saving the one, like, the one person I love, you know? That isn't you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that isn't you. (laughs) Yeah, but, yeah, it's sort of, I don't know. I'm sure he doesn't think of it in that way, but, like, maybe subconsciously he might be, like, oh, this is a good way to get back in Katniss's good graces. So, also, it would really suck if he messed it up on purpose so Peta died. Well, that's why he wouldn't, so that he could get on Katniss's good side. Well, I mean, what if he was, like, then he could use the excuse, like, oh, like, I tried to save him. So, yeah, like, but then she would just be even more mad at him. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, that was chapter 11. Does anyone have anything to say about chapter 11? No. Alrighty. <laughs> um, so, two weeks ago, technically, but one episode ago, we were talking about how we were going to do... Oh my god, I keep, like, having the hiccups. Okay. Um, we were going to do, like, a segment about the theme of food in The Hunger Games, and so here we are. We could... This is not talking about more about, like, the actual food that they eat, but rather, like, how it influences their decisions, y'all. We're going deep. So... I put some little bullet points of just parts of the Hunger Games that relate to food. And so we can just sort of, I don't know, there's no real direction for this conversation. But first of all, um, is the fact that PETA is literally named after bread. Um. (laughs) Also, of course, the first thing we talk about is like PETA. 
yeah yeah peter ben Brent, <laughs> yeah peter ben's peter great Brent. um and okay the, i kind of actually have a whole theory about this so obviously like we see katniss like when peter's in the capital katniss is extremely distraught right because she's sort of like she doesn't necessarily need him to survive but like she needs him to keep going in mm-hmm. like mentally right and i think that that sort of translates to the idea that you need food to keep going and Peta yeah. is named after food well and the other thing is that Peta gave bread to katniss he oh, is true. bread so there's the connection yeah i completely forgot about that thank you um yeah so i think that it's sort of like trying to show like oh Peta is like this necessary sure but he's like this necessary thing that like Katniss can't live without both literally and non-literally whatever the opposite of literally is figuratively um that was my thought on Peta and why he is named Peta but with an e instead of an i um does anyone else have any thoughts about spell it with an i that's how you spell pita bread p-i-t-a yeah pita Oh, oh! I thought you just spelled it with an I, <laughs> just like P E T I, and I was <laughs> petty no, bread <laughs> like that. P I T A is how you spell pita bread. I know. I got that now. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So next one is panem, which comes from the Latin word panem, meaning bread bread um so what what do we think i talked a lot about pita does anyone have any Come thoughts on, on why this bread, is wait panem, bread today panem, wait bread, <laughs> bread, bread forever. forever. Bread. <laughs> that's the thing guys all along we've just been a podcast trying to promote bread, bread. we have been paid by the bread maker industry to promote <laughs> bread <laughs> yep by the sponsor government. the bread industry yes. sponsored by every person who makes bread <laughs> um okay does anyone have any thoughts on why panem is named after the latin word panem well you know panem usually goes it's like panem at circuses like so bread and circuses so like i think the idea is that like the cap like with the capital as long as the capital has lots of food, and is entertained. They will be distracted from all the terrible things that's hap- that are like that are happening. Yeah. Besides, like outside of the capital. Wow, we sound so wise. I'm so like- smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I also just think that uh, I was gonna say something. Um, I don't even know, but I guess Panem sort of obviously like food is a necessity, and by like naming their um whatever country i guess country yeah yeah what like what what would you oh yeah country yeah i'm naming their country after bread i guess could be like a source of national pride like we are bread so yeah all right um so next bread tomorrow bread forever we can say it like that today if we want um yes all right. So the next thing is the fact that each district has their own, um, like distinguished bread. 
obviously like we've talked about district four's bread and how it's like little it's got seaweed and it sounds absolutely delicious um district threes was like little squares um i don't remember like district 11 had like nuts and stuff in it but so what do we think the symbolism or just like the idea behind this is if anyone has any ideas i have no idea cool emerson well i i think you are reading too much into this i think like the bread for each district is like representative of the resources that the district has so for example like the you know the, the district three bread has like or sorry no district four district four is fishing right yeah so district four has like the seaweed bread or whatever right yeah so it's like just the resources available for them but obviously bread is a big part of culture in panem panem so bread (laughs) Bread is a big part of bread in bread (laughs) yes yeah sure whatever anyways i think you know there has to be some sort of bread for district but the the main recipe is just based off of like the resources that they have and not symbolism well thanks emerson this is a lot of talk about bread yeah i feel like we're just reading too much into the fact that it's just bread so like bread is bread (laughs) is bigger than you could ever imagine (laughs) hannah um i was thinking is it more of uh, maybe i'm reading too much into it apparently but i'm like the idea that well obviously they all need their own resources but like the people in i don't know i was thinking more as like oh like each district has their own bread to sort of like separate the districts and sort of um keep them yeah i don't know what the word is but like keep them separate from each other to be like oh like this is the segregate i guess but like oh like this is the district three bread and the district three doesn't get the district four bread um and then that's kind of what i was thinking like why the do you remember when um rue dies and obviously remember that but um how afterwards when katniss gets the bread from district 11 in the parachute does anyone remember that Mm -hmm. no oh yes well one of us does so and i was thinking that maybe that part of the reason that that's such a big deal is because like oh like katniss is from district 12 and the bread is from district 11 and it's sort of like crossing district boundaries and like the bread is sort of supposed to keep each district oh what is the word i can't remember what the word is but separate yeah there's another one it's like something eyes um i don't know whatever yeah but isolated i guess from eat like one another by like not having them eat the same kind of bread but i guess you could also it could also just be that they make the bread that they like so yeah all right last I don't one. think i don't think it's making the bread that they like i think it's making the bread that they have to make because mm-hmm. like well i mean obviously like they like took some creative liberties like putting seaweed in bread like that i've never even yeah but like it sounds really good 
I really want to eat seaweed. I guess if you're a seaweed person. I'm, like, not against seaweed. I think in bread it would be really tasty. All right. Um, so last bullet point, which is just the whole theme of the capital using the idea of food, bread specifically, um, to control the districts. And we see a lot of examples of this, obviously, with the whole, like, idea that whichever, like, um, district the victor comes from, like, they get their parcel day, which is when all the food shows up. Um, and ugh, there's something else, too. I don't remember. Just, like, the lack of food in general and how everyone's always starving. Um, I think that that just is a big role. I guess, yeah. I don't know. But that's a big thing, too. So, does anyone have anything else to say about bread? No. Um, well, I have to go in, like, I have to go at, like, 4.30-ish. Um, but I think maybe our poll this week could be, like, do you- like something that we said in this segment, like, do you like bread? Uh, like, do you, <laughs> like, do you like seaweed or do you like seaweed in bread or have you ever tried seaweed in bread or something like that or like the open-ended question or whatever? Yeah. Like, what's your favorite kind of bread or bread recipe or whatever? Yes. Something like that. I think I can definitely do for the open-ended question. I could do like, um, yeah. Or, like, which of the district's bread would you be most interested in trying? hmm Or, like, would that be better as a poll? That probably would be better as a poll. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll write that down. Which district? Bread most want to eat. Yeah, but so... Um, Emerson... Okay. We can start chapter 12. Um, Emerson or Hannah, could either of you guys read the summary while I write this down? Um, sure, I'll read. Oh, do you want to read the yeah, summary? Go. No, it's okay. I have to go soon anyway. So you... Okay. Katniss now is freaking out about both Dale and Peter might die, but Finnick comforts her. They decide to film some more. I don't, okay. I Probos. don't know what that says. Thank you. <laughs> to hopefully keep the capital distracted from the rescue mission. Katniss talks a bit about when she first met Peta, but then she, <laughs> but then it is Kinnick's turn. He talks about the time the, in the capital and the secrets he learned while he was there. Once it's over, they wait, making knots together. Finally, they hear, hear they are back. Joanna is still alive, Finnick and Annie meet, and Katniss goes to the room to see Peta. But when she tries to hug him, instead, he starts to choke her. (gasps) I love this book so much. (laughs) All right. And it's like, that's, we're doing the movie soon, right? Yeah, the movie's this weekend. Right. So, like, that's, like, it, that's. Well, it's not the end. Well, I know, but, like, since that's basically where we're stopping at the half point, kind of like a cliffhanger. Yeah, well, that's, like, where the movie stops, too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. All right. Um. So, okay, first of all, like, Hamish is like, oh, do you want us to just sedate you for the whole, like, rescue mission? And, like, honestly, I probably would because then you just, like, you could just wake up and, like, hopefully Peta and Gail would be back and, like, yay, like, I don't know. Doesn't seem like that bad of an idea. Yeah. So... Okay, and then also, they decide to film the propos, 
to keep it like and i think this is a really good plan actually like one of their better ones because um like it distracts the capital obviously and it gives katniss and finnick something to do so they're not just like stressing out like they feel like they have a purpose um i will like i will just say in advance that in the movie um the whole scene with like finnick telling the story and the whole thing with the propos is way different i think katniss actually like talks to president snow like she like they they get him on FaceTime or something. It was it's like really weird. But like yeah, he's like they're zooming. zooming. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, it's like he's on a big screen and she's like having a conversation with him. It's weird. But he must be quarantined. Yes, I guess so. Um and so they mentioned like, oh, um Oh, I can't remember they oh. So they like Katniss is like talking about how in her interview like she finally like opens up i'm doing air quotes right now if you can't see but i am well i Um, can like hear it in your voice oh okay cool hear the air quotes hear the air (laughs) yeah great i'm i'm glad you can that's good um and i think it's nice that she finally like is able to do that to save Peta. and i don't know that just like seems like very like nice I, i don't know it just like seemed very romantic i guess that she's like finally able to do this thing that she's been too scared to do so that she can save help save him so mm-hmm. yeah also i feel like it shows that she's gaining more confidence mm-hmm. exactly it's character development yeah exactly okay so before we discuss finnick has a whole thing that we need to get into but um before we discuss finnick's whole thing he has a line where so plutarch says like you don't have to do this and Finnick says like yes I do if it will help her and the first time reading this I thought like oh he means it'll help Katniss because then she'll be able to have Peter back but now no yeah now I think that he was actually talking about Annie the love of his life and I just think that like either way it's super sweet and it just like shows the amazingly compassionate side of Finnick that he's willing to share this really traumatic experience to save these to help both Katniss and Annie. Um, so, yeah. Um, yep. All right. So, obviously, before we start talking about Phoenix, um, his speech, just be aware that there are some mature themes with his whole situation. Um, so, listeners, if you don't feel comfortable about what we're talking about, just feel free to skip ahead. Just, I guess, trigger warning. Yeah. So, Okay, so now we can start. He obviously is talking about being forced into prostitution, um, which is extremely, extremely problematic. And I think that it shows, like, we haven't even been introduced to this side of the Capitol yet. Like, yeah, we, like, knew that they were bad. Like, they cut out people's tongues. But, like, I don't know. We didn't know the other thing. Yeah, like, this is just, like, even worse because... I don't, I don't know if it's worse, but... Than they're cutting both... the tongue. I feel like they're equally bad. Yeah, they're, bo- they're both bad. It's just, like, it's a different kind of bad. thing where this is, like, more psychological trauma. Um, and obviously, like, it gives us a whole new perspective on Finnick. And mm-hmm. we can talk about that in a second, but my thing was that he won the games at 14 years old. So yeah. there's a definite possibility that, like, at 14 years old, he won the games and he was going through that at 14 like we're older than 14 yeah that's a lot yeah like he he was a minor he was 
Yeah, and it just, like, it makes it even worse. Also, but, like, he thrived the situation at winning at 14. Yeah, like, he obviously, like, he was able to survive and stay. Maybe it was, like, kind of, like, even though he had trauma, he, like, took out all his pain on the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, but this happened after the games. Oh, that's true. Never mind. Disregard what I just said. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I but, was, like, having a moment. Yes. I, I understand. If that but was the He situation. could have had other trauma. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Maybe before that. But it just, oh, my God. I, like, this whole situation with Finnick, this is one of the reasons I love his character so much. Obviously, you did, didn't know this, but, um, yeah. So... Moving into that, then Katniss mentions that, like, while she's listening, she feels bad about her original feelings towards Finnick and the fact that she considered him a playboy. Um, and <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. Um, I have to go. All right. All right. Bye, Emerson. Bye. I have an interesting talk. All right. All right. We will. We will. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this. Like, she considered him a playboy, and I think that it just, like, I don't know. It's one of the reasons I love him so much as a character, because, like, he has to pretend to be this person when, in fact, he's really different. And then it just makes it more interesting when you finally get to figure out who he actually is. Yeah. Um, And uh, I love Finnick so much. Like, not in a romantic, like, you know what I mean? Like, just, like, as a character, he's... Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Also, Finn from Swim does yes, not compare. Like, sorry, Finn I from Swim. Right now. <laughs> not as cool as Finnick Odair. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, and then okay. So obviously that's a com- that's a really bad issue. Um, but so then he talks about how he like rather than being paid in money. He was paid in secrets. Um, And so there's obviously a lot of them. And like, I think that the most interesting ones to hear about, because like, we don't really care about the people in the Capitol. Sorry. But um, so we hear about how President Snow apparently poisoned people to get into power. He killed his rivals, whatever. And I like how it sort of gives an explanation for the whole thing with the roses and why he smells like blood all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just a lot of interesting backstory. And it's just, like, interesting tidbits. Also, we will get to hear more about this when we read The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's just, like, the whole... That's... This, basically, the scene with Finnick is what they cut out in the movie, I think, because it discusses such mature themes that they couldn't not, not the 12-year-olds can't be watching that. Yeah, like, the, the little 12-year-old fangirls, like, who... <laughs> this kind of just went over their head in the books, like yeah so um they cut it this is like the whole thing was president snow and zooming in but no it just makes me sad that we can't have it in the movie because i think that it's such like a riveting scene that Mm -hmm. i wish it was there yeah but yeah all right um okay i guess the trigger warning's kind of over guys i don't know we whatever but just like yeah um and then so after hearing all of Finnick's story, oh, okay. So the thing is, like, then Hamish afterwards, the whole thing is over. Like, Katniss like talk, asks, asks Hamish if like the same thing happened to him, and he says like no. Um, but like that they still killed all his family because he did the whole thing with his games where he like 
did the axe, but then it like bounced back on the force field and killed that girl. Um, mm-hmm. And it just like makes you have a lot of more empathy for all of the victors because like they all have been through so much, like even after like you think, oh, yeah. after they won the games, like they just can live a happy life. But like, no, they're still Basically, under the capital's control. Even if they lo- win in the game, they still lose when they get back. Yeah, basically. And I feel like it sort of goes with the whole theme that, like, first of all, you shouldn't judge a person based on their first impression, like, first impressions of them. But also, like, the idea that, like, oh, like, fame and, like, money, like, oh, once you have that, like, you're set. But, like, mm-hmm. they still live really, really bad lives. It's just bad in a different way. Like, rather than starving, they're experiencing PTSD and psychological trauma and threats from the capital. Like, mm-hmm. you know? Just, they never catch a break. Yeah, they never catch a break. Um, also, so if Phoenix interview, like, if I was a capital citizen and Phoenix interview came on, like, while I was watching TV, oh my god, like, I would be so riveted. So, it was definitely a good idea. And I definitely would have watched it. Yeah, me too. So. I've been, like, eating popcorn. And yeah, literally. Everything. Like, the drama. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and then also just, like... <laughs> It's like the Kardashians, but <laughs> basically, basically. Um, and I also think that in the capital, just it's going to have such big effects there because all these secrets just came out about all these people. Mm-hmm. And so like, now in the capital, they're going to sort of have this idea of like mistrust. Um, yeah, they're not like going to know who to trust because mm-hmm. like they grew up with like so much privilege and like when you grew up in the districts basically like you trust no one you know Mm -hmm. unless like immediate family but in the capital they're living like such luxurious lives that they never have to think about like can i trust this person to give me food yeah so i feel like now they're kind of like it's eye-opening exactly exactly um so so after that's all over katniss and finnick are just like waiting for them to get back now um and i just like picture a montage of them making knots while they wait for the rescue team to return. I don't know. That just popped into my brain. But, yeah. Um. So, Joanna made it back. We're gonna get to see... I know, she, like, has been gone this entire... Yeah. Like, first section. But, like, she's gonna be back. She's ready to go. It's pretty great. She has a lot of great lines. See, Mockingjay Part 1 is just, like, a complete, like, dead zone. Because... Mm-hmm. like no one that we like is there except for like Katniss and Finnick. Yeah. like it's just Gail and Hamish and Katniss and Finnick like like Peter's gone Joanna's gone yeah no because I was like reading the book and I was like oh, this girl is back like yeah ex- exactly and obviously like, her head is shaved she's bruised like she's obviously yeah. not well but at least like hey, not- girly. yeah like <laughs> yeah um Gail also made it back so could we have lived without him maybe yeah Uh, yeah. um and then we get this whole thing with Finnick and Annie where like Finnick sees Annie and like they run and they hug and honestly like uh literally the yeah basically like slow motion twilight yeah and it just seems like the epitome of true love and I think it's so nice that they get to be reunited like I love Katniss and Peeta but like their relationship couple goals yeah, but, like, Finnick and Annie are on another level, so. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, I completely even, fr- this wasn't even in the notes, but this just popped into my brain, um, where there's a whole thing, <laughs> Brenta, 
<laughs> um, <laughs> there's the whole thing where where Katniss asks Finnick like, oh, like, oh, I don't even remember what she asked him. She said asked him something about like, did you like love Annie the second you saw her, or whatever? And like Finnick says like she snuck up on me, and like I love that. I feel like that also goes for like Peta and Katniss relationship. Yeah, basically. Like, yeah. Katniss had like no what just happened to my voice Katniss had no intention like to be with Peta until like she saw everything that she liked about him that she's like oh my god I couldn't live without him yeah basically um yeah I don't know just like the whole like he's not I love it so much so no we don't want we don't want that <laughs> sorry I'm trying to edit our google doc and it's not working um all right so Yes, agreed. I I love them so much. And then the way that Katniss... Okay, so there's, like, the scene where she's, like, walking into the room and she's thinking about, like, oh, like, I can't wait to see Peta. Will he... Like, what are we going to do? Is he going to hug me? Is he going to kiss me? Like, I can't wait. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, reveals her true feelings for him. Yeah. Like, because, like, when she sees Gail, like, come <laughs> she's back like, from she's like, oh, like, oh, hey, Gail. But, like, when she sees Peta, she's like, oh, my God, I'm going to see Peta. Like, like let me marry this man yeah basically so i think that like even if she doesn't realize it yet like she she's in deep love yeah deep love. we know we know Candace. we yeah. know that yeah love we see you um yeah okay and then Candace goes in for a hug and peter chokes Penis. her he just got to mess it up all he just he just has to mess it up Peter. yeah mm, okay so no explanation why why are you doing this peter yeah like stop (laughs) what was the reason yeah so it's a great you have to admit it is a great cliffhanger though like yes top notch cliffhanger um so hannah do you have anything to say about chapter 12 no okay now we have our quote you read the quote while i type this it's gonna take me like a heart attack (laughs) okay (laughs) It takes ten times as long to put your back to get together <laughs> as it does to fall apart. Okay. Finnick. It's by Finnick. Finnick O'Dare, yes. I'm going to read it again. It takes <laughs> ten times as long to put yourself back together as it does to fall apart. Um, One of my favorite Finnick quotes of all time. It's also just, like, very inspiring. It's like, don't give up. Because it's once you give up, it's going to be harder to re- recuperate from that. So it's just better to not give up in the first place. Um, to be honest, reading it, I thought it was like, like putting your little back to- <laughs> together. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways. Yeah, but like this is the kind of quote that I like want on a poster board with like pictures of Finnick and Katniss and Peta's faces on it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like that kind of just like it takes 10 times as long to put yourself back together again or together. This is- It is worded really <laughs> weirdly, though. Yeah. But I'll make it for you, Violet. Okay, please, please do. Because I... It'll be for your birthday. Okay, I appreciate that. I don't know, like, why I love this quote so much, but, like, something about it. It just seems like a very finicky thing to say, and then it's, like, mm-hmm. it's just good. Um, Yeah, so, Hannah, do you have anything else to say? No. Alrighty, then. Um, So, that finishes off today's episode of Capital Chatter. And remember... Bread today. Bread tomorrow. Bread forever. To learn more about Capital Chatter, visit our website. If you have thoughts about what we discussed this week, email us at capital.chatter.pod at gmail.com, all lowercase. 
If you're enjoying our podcast, leave us a rating. Thanks.